you know, as parents, we know we should be active in our child's education and engage with their school, but there's just so much to do in so little time. And what does that even really mean? So what are a few strategies busy parents like us can do to make it happen? All of that up next on Extra Credit. Hi, I'm Steve Watson, the Maricopa County School Superintendent, and thank you for joining us for this episode of Extra Credit, a podcast of the Maricopa County School Superintendent's Office. Okay, so Lori, you've got kids. Um, yes, you I, know I have eight kids. Yeah, and that's what that's one of the things that's so hard when you have a big family, right? So, <laughs> I have six kids of my own, and I'll tell you what's really hard is when we're trying to engage with our school. That means we are getting emails from six sets yes. of teachers. Yes. And if your child is in high school, so at one point I had three kids in high school, so each kid has five teachers. I mean, that's 15 teacher emails that we're getting like every Friday or when something's going on at school. And sometimes you can just drown in messages from school. And that doesn't even count the myriad of, of, of letters and documents coming home, especially at the beginning of the school year. And so, you know, how do you manage staying connected, uh, especially filtering through some of the, some of the challenging, you know, it's just the, the myriad of messages hitting your, your inbox, you know, how do you, how do you navigate that? Yeah, I, I feel you, especially, um, during conference time when you have to be in multiple rooms at the same time. So, um, you know, during that, that time, it's always, I always really reflect on, have I done enough in between conferences to stay up so that if I have to cut my conference short or if I can't get there at all because of work schedules, I still know what's going on. But those are all really good questions, and we have a uh, guest today. Oh, we have a guest. We have a guest today to talk about this. Wow. Yeah. Somebody actually wants to come on this podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. I told her what the topic was, and she was very excited. She said to me, she said, I would be honored to come on. So um, our guest today is Beth Simic. She is the former president of the Arizona PTA. And in her work with the PTA, uh, she has come up with several um, great strategies for parents to use to engage with their schools. So Beth, welcome. Well, I'm Beth Simic. I was the Arizona PTA state president from 2017 to 2019. And I've been involved in PTA since my oldest son was five. So I have a lot of uh, parent involvement experience that's going on in the state. And PTA is where we kind of first met. I had just been elected. Um, nobody knew who I was, and I didn't really know who anybody else was. And uh, you guys invited me to come and speak uh, at, a, at a conference in Northeast Scottsdale? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Probably at the either the... Uh, Savannah carefree or something like that but yeah it was nice to have a father come and talk about parent involvement and how important it is to be involved at school yeah and I had a great time you guys uh, it was it's it is a great organization um, it, it's it's fabulous so we appreciate you taking some time um, out of your your schedule um, as, as a mom uh, as somebody who works as somebody who's just hyper involved in all kinds of other things uh, to schedule some time for us. We really appreciate that. Of course. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. I was living in, in Phoenix, uh, West Phoenix, and uh, my wife and I, we had three kids. We had another one on the way, 
and this letter came home that said, hey, it was the beginning of the school year, the letter came home and said, hey, we're looking for a room mom, somebody be involved, and can you kind of donate your time to be involved and help plan some of the parties and some of the other activities? And, you know, we, we weren't really in a position to do that. Uh, I'm working full time. We're trying to raise these three kids that we have and one on the way. And so my, my wife filled out the form and said, hey, I'm happy to volunteer. Um, if there's a, an activity or a party that needs to be helped planned, I'm happy to participate. You know, but I just don't have the time to be the full on room mom right now. And we got a letter back saying, hey, thanks for volunteering to be the room mom. Um, this is really great. And uh, when we reached out to the teacher, she kind of said, you are the only parents who responded to the letter at all. And so, you know, just as we're, we know, it's just, there's a lot going on. We chatted a little bit earlier about, you know, being the parents of many kids and, you know, being at every, you know, activity, parent-teacher conference. And I guess, you know, what are some of the most common barriers that parents have to engaging with their child's school? Some of the common barriers that I've seen over the years with people engaging in their child's school is that uh, there's always a language barrier issue from time to time. Um, that can cause a lot of problems where a family who just English isn't their strong suit, they don't feel comfortable coming to school and volunteering in the classroom. But another aspect of things that people don't really consider is that there are younger parents that are out there and their kindergartner may be starting school and they're barely 21 or 22 years old. They don't feel like they belong in the school. They don't necessarily feel like they're welcome. They don't actually feel like a grown-up yet. So there's that barrier that goes along with it. And then there's also the barrier of uh, grandparents who are raising their grandchildren. And they're also intimidated by coming to the school because they're considerably older than everybody yeah. else. Where are they going to fit in and how are they going to feel comfortable? And are they really welcome or is this just the standard form letter that they're going to receive to say, hey, somebody come and, and help us out? And will they actually be welcome in the process? So those are some of the barriers that we've seen over the years through PTA and through parent involvement at schools. Okay, so we talked about maybe some barriers, uh, but what about engagement? You know... What are the benefits? I don't want to say that we should do things for selfish reasons all the time, but I want to have a really positive experience um, engaging with my kids' school. I want it to be something that fulfills me. Mm -hmm. And, and how, how do I do that? Well, you as a parent getting engaged in the school is as simple as joining the PTA, and it can be as, as simple as you don't even ever have to go to one of the meetings. Just being a member and showing your support that way is a very simple way to show that you're supporting. But if you want to truly get engaged and you want to um, come and volunteer in a classroom or if you want to volunteer in events, I, there are so many groups that need that extra help. Even if it's not the PTA, the student council or the NJHS groups, they always need help and they always need a parent to come and kind of support what it is that's going on there. Parents are always welcome to help build sets with the theater groups or help lug instruments for the band. There's always some way a parent can get involved, even if it's that hour after school or if they're helping to grade papers in the evening for the teacher. They never even have to set foot on campus and they would be able to do a, a big job for a teacher by doing those little things like that. Even sending in things that the teacher might need, like there's you know a science project that's going on and they need Tupperware, making sure you're sending in those, those little things when a teacher asks for help. Those little things are also parent engagement, and you never even had to leave the house or actually be physically in the classroom to do it. 
And I love that. And uh, at my own child's school, we occasionally would get home um, adult homework, which was cutting things out. Right. Um, and so, you know, that teacher, you know, it, it's a burden to have to cut out, you know, these 30 projects for this uh, for this activity tomorrow. And uh, we would get some homework in a folder, cut everything out. Actually, we would bring our older kids in, too. Okay, everybody mm -hmm. sit down around yep. the table. We're all cutting out these arms and legs and heads of these, this activity for tomorrow and send them back. So, yeah, I love that. That's, that's really great. Um, as a teacher, you know, sometimes we're a little hesitant. Um, sometimes I'm afraid to have a parent come into my classroom. Uh, sometimes I'm maybe I'm nervous about being judged. Uh, about what's going on in my classroom, even though it's fine. Um, you know, I, I'm comfortable with my administration coming in whenever. Um, you know, how do I get past that that barrier as a, maybe an educator uh, feeling a little bit more comfortable about having a parent come in and volunteer and instead of cutting out those arms and legs around the kitchen table the night before, but coming doing it in, a, in maybe a, a desk or a chair kind of in a back corner somewhere? Well, a, a great way for that as a teacher, I was a teacher at one point in time too, and a great way to think about that is that the parents are your part of your team. The parents are there to help you help your child. So you're, you are Team Matthew or your Team Andrew or your Team Fletcher, for that matter, and trying to get the... the She's good. She, she got the... Okay. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> but it, it, thinking about it from a team perspective, it's not me versus you. It's us together that are going to make your child successful. So the important aspect for me as a teacher was making sure I actually had a job for them to do when they came to my classroom. If I asked for volunteers and they showed up and I didn't have anything actually planned for them to do, and they're wandering around and left to their own devices that could lead to some thoughts about me and my organization skills that I'm not actually looking for them to have. But if I'm organized and have something for them to do, they're not feeling like they have to wander around this the, and monitor their child and, you know, oh, your desk is kind of a mess. We need to take care of that and, and, and disrupting versus helping where I actually need them to be. And I, I think that's great. Um, you know, that's exactly my advice to new teachers about dealing with their students. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you've got to make sure that they're authentically engaged uh, throughout the day or else you're going to have discipline problems. And uh, I never really thought to apply that conceptually to having a teacher or to having a parent volunteer in the classroom. You've got to keep them authentically engaged um, uh, during that, that time. That's great. Well, I, and I liken that also with my son. I tell him, you know, your teacher and I are part of your team and we are all in the same boat. And if we don't all row the boat together, the boat's just going to go around in a big circle. But if we're all rowing the boat together, then you're going to get to the next grade. And that's where our end goal is, is for you to promote to the next grade and move on. So that analogy really helped him kind of focus and understand that she and I are part of the same team. And we're here to make you successful. We're not here to fight against you or, or somehow team up against you. We're here to help right. you. Awesome. I, that's great. Not only a great PTA person, but actually seems like a really terrific parent who knows how to um, help her kids move along. And I, I dare say we have the complete package here <laughs> in the podcast studio. I wouldn't today. go that far, the complete but complete yes. package. <laughs> no, that's that's great. So, what are some some other specific ways that maybe those of us who who don't have you know that free time during the day or or just a lot of control over their own schedule to go in, to get involved, 
um, and, and be active in that classroom? Well, one of the ways to do that without ever actually having to go in the classroom is just trying to maintain good contact with the teacher. Be available to the teacher. Email the teacher and say, hey, I was just look, kind of looking for an update on my child's work for this week. I feel like they didn't really understand this or that. Can you give me some ideas of how I can work with my child so that they understand XYZ concept? It doesn't even have to necessarily be, you know, going and cutting out those arms and legs or putting up bulletin boards. Just being engaged with the teacher and showing them that that teacher, that you're part of the team and you're doing your job to, like I said, row the boat so that we can all get to that next grade level. So just that contact, those little bits of, of interest that you're showing in your child shows that your child, that you're engaged in what's going on and you've got your eye on the ball, but it also shows the teacher that you really do care and that there is a process to this and that you're, you want to be part of that process. I love that. Uh, that's, that's really great. Now, just on a personal level, what is maybe, I'm going to, I'm going to, there's two questions here. And so I don't, I'm going to ask the first one and I don't want you to think it, it has, it's, we're ending on a negative note, but maybe what's the worst experience that you've had, um, interacting with a teacher, trying to be engaged, maybe, you know, you're trying to go the extra mile and it's falling on deaf ears. And then conversely, I'm going to ask you maybe your greatest success in, in being engaged at your kid's school. Well, I actually have an experience with that last year when my son was in third grade, it wasn't the best experience. The teacher was very closed off to me attempting to just email her and have a communication about what's going on in the classroom. Um, she wasn't the most receptive to that. I, I don't know if she had come from a school where she was just used to not having engaged parents and maybe I came across as helicoptery for lack of a better adjective. Uh, so maybe she wasn't used to that aspect of things, but I just, I, I, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do me. And I, this is my job to be engaged with what's going on with Matthew's school. And I'm going to continue to communicate with her and continue to, sh to show up. And if that bothers her, that's something that she's going to have to either tell me bothers her or she's going to have to figure out how to engage with me in one way or another. This year is worlds different. I've got a teacher who she communicates with my husband and I on a weekly basis to let us know because um, my son kind of tends to drift off into la-la land <laughs> and it's just his thing. And my older son, he was on it and I never had to check in as far as, you know, is he getting his work done? Whereas Matthew's like, mm, maybe not today. So she's excellent about engaging with us and letting us know what his behavior's like, whether she felt he needed extra tutoring in something, um, what something interesting he may have said in class. And we in turn are as engaged with her with finding out what it is she needs in the classroom in order for her to be successful with him as well as with the rest of the kids. So neither of us have the time to be able to go into the classroom this year to help out. But those little ways of showing that we've got her back have been a huge difference for her in being able to help our son. I love that. That's great. Um, any parting words of wisdom as, as we're winding down about just being engaged with our, our, our children's schools, uh, teachers, you know, administrators, you know, 
from a sage, wise <laughs> woman? Well, I would say don't be afraid to be engaged. Whether you are that 21-year-old parent whose kindergartner is just starting or you're, you know, the 75-year-old grandparent who's raising their grandkids, don't be afraid to get engaged. The kids need you and the kids want you there and the teachers really do need you and appreciate your engagement with them. Um, I would say definitely get involved in any way you can, whether it's just those little emails back and forth or going to the classroom every once in a while or showing up to those assemblies that they have. That's engagement in and of itself. Don't be afraid to ask questions and don't be afraid to, to be that person who's there to cheer on your child because your child needs you. Terrific. Hey, Beth, thank you for joining us uh, today for our Extra Credit pro Podcast. And I do want to remind listeners that all the resources, everything that we talked about today, um, whether it's tips on how to engage with your, your, your kids' teachers or at a school level, they're going to be found on our show notes at www.schoolsoup.org slash podcast. And uh, make sure to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So check us out. Mm -hmm.